Hello everyone and welcome. I just want to check the sound. Can you hear me? Yes. Clearly and not too loud. Okay. We're aiming for perfect today <laughs> and that means that probably I will fail. <laughs> but let's, let's try anyway. Um, and do feel free to let me know if at any point um, the sound drops and you can't hear me or um, there's some kind of interference or any, any of that. Uh, please uh, do let me know if it's in the middle of the meditation and feel free to, uh, to put it into the chat and I, I will keep an eye on the chat as we go. So yeah, welcome. Welcome everyone. Uh, really lovely to be here with you on this uh, beautiful morning here in West Dorset after a very stormy night <laughs> uh, and uh, probably for some of you quite diff quite similar circumstances and for others maybe pretty different. Um, it was really beautiful to um, to feel our community gathering. Yeah coming together into this really a precious, precious space of spending time together uh, in the exploration of Dharma and in practice. So maybe as we, as we gather, as we kind of maybe uh, look at the greetings in the chat, get a sense of our community gathering and having uh, this deep sense of, um, of welcoming each other to this space and equally of welcoming yourself. Yeah. Just as we welcome each other, we can feel this kind of external movement of welcoming others, we can also bring that sense of welcoming to ourselves or welcome ourselves to be here. Yeah whether we're stormy or sunny, <laughs> um, whether it's morning for us or maybe it's the evening. Yeah. Just bring this sense of, of, of welcoming, of allowing, of greeting ourselves and each other and to be here to come together and to tune in to uh, what brings us here also. Yeah, to tune in to uh, your intention, why you're here, yeah, what brings you here, what is it that uh, has drawn you this morning with so, you know, various other possibilities potentially yeah, of what to do, where to go. And so as we take a few moments to feel into our intention, just encouraging each of us to do that. You don't need to take a special form to do that, but you can if that's helpful. So you might close your eyes and you might not. Feeling what's helpful to, to connect to what brings you. What brings you here? What is it that you'd like to cultivate, to nourish, to connect to? to be supported by for this time. An invitation to put that into the chat. And to find the word or words or sentences that embody your intention, that articulate your intention and, and if you wish. Let's put it into the chat yeah. to pause, connection, putting Dharma into practice, connection again, a peaceful heart, middle way and connection. Mm. To be here. To join with others putting Dharma into practice, yeah. remembering refuge, calm, 
to share and connect, to slow down and be fully here. Attention, kindness, connection at this time of climate crisis. To rest back into compassion. Connecting. To connect with Sangha. So we can feel that the resonance of our own intention whether you know we we found words for it or not and we can also feel the resonance of the intentions that we that we share resonance of others intentions as they're as we read them or as i've read them as we hear them and notice what that what that does appreciation of each moment really beautiful to um, to feel that web of intentions connecting us and seem to be connection seems to be the word of the day today uh, interesting to find a better energy and spirit mm. yeah. to continue to open up and stretch the possible ways of looking so we can uh, rest into this web of intentions as we move into a period of practice together and as always this session will include uh, about half hour of meditation together and then some dharma reflections and time for questions Um, so we can uh, use yeah, this um, resonance of the intention as a support as we settle into practice. And here's another one, to truly rest my spirit today. Yeah. So let's, let's find our posture. Tuning into the body and the heart and mind as you do this. and feeling what would be the appropriate, the most supportive posture for you. And then settling into that posture. Whether you're sitting or standing, reclining or walking, Inviting the awareness into the body. Taking a few moments to tune into the posture. To make any adjustments that are needed. So that the body feels as supported, stable, grounded, steady as possible. As we're checking in and settling into the posture, the awareness is already in the body, invited into the body. And we can invite it more fully, more deeply into the body.
Perhaps inviting the attention to the areas of contact and the sensations in these areas of contact between the body and the seat, the body and the ground, between the body and that which supports the body. Using the sensations of contact to ground, collect, gather the awareness and the attention in the body. Grounding and collecting and gathering. Awareness with the immediacy of the sensations of contact. And then feeling that support, opening to the support that's flowing from the contact, from the ground, and the seat. That support flowing up the body and the awareness flowing with it. Inviting awareness to flow up the body and to spread through the body, open the body. Gently opening to feel the whole body. sense of the whole body here and awareness filling up the whole space of the body so we're gently gradually opening the space of awareness Tuning in to the whole body, field of awareness spread through the whole body. And the space of awareness, open, spacious, sensitive. Throughout the practice today, the encouragement is to keep the awareness large and open through the whole body, maybe even a little bit larger than the body. And you may have already noticed that it will naturally shrink 
will naturally get smaller. That's kind of its habit and we just notice that and we open out or even without waiting to notice the shrinking there kind of narrowing down we just keep gently opening awareness spreading awareness letting it expand and fill up the whole body Perhaps even experience it, feel it as slightly larger than the body. Like a cocoon or a bubble of awareness. In the body and around the body. Sensitive, alive. Spacious. So within this wide space of awareness or kind of from this open receptive space of awareness, we gently open to sound. Opening to the arising of sound around you. and within you. So we're not reaching out or searching for sounds, we're kind of stationed, rooted, gathered in this wide awareness in the body we're receiving the sounds that arise in the environment. Maybe external sounds like birds or cars or humans. Might be sounds arising in your own body like the breath or Swallowing. So we're opening to the arising of sound and receiving, letting it be known in awareness. No need to identify to narrate. Staying at that level of awareness, receiving the sounds, knowing the sounds as sounds. Allowing sounds to arise and to pass. Feeling that flow. For whatever reason, sound isn't a helpful object for you. You can do the same thing with uh, body sensations. Just receiving the sensations that arise and move through the body. Contact, places that are tense, 
or pleasurable in the body, just allowing the flow of sensations. But if you can use sound for this practice, that's the recommendation for now. Staying with that flow of sound. Arising externally, perhaps like a bird song. Known internally as it moves through awareness, as it changes and passes. And we're not trying to catch every sound or sensation. We're also not trying to hold on to them. but rather opening to that field, receiving the field of sound. So let's take some time to explore this in silence.
Taking a moment to notice where you are. What's unfolding in experience right now. Where is attention being pulled to? Is it to the external world out there or to the internal world in here? Whether it's sound or distraction, where is the awareness pulled to? Acknowledging, noticing. Opening and relaxing. Awareness wide and open through the whole body. Sensitive through the whole body. Sound arising, received, and known. Sound arising, received, and known in awareness, flowing through the field of awareness. External, internal, moving between the two.
sounds known externally and sounds known internally as they flow through awareness. Just pausing to notice what you notice in this moment. Bringing awareness more fully to this body, heart and mind. And also opening awareness to the presence of others in the Dharma Hall with us and around us in our physical environment. Taking the last few minutes of this practice to move between the awareness of this body, heart and mind, the awareness of other body, heart, minds with you and around you. Feeling that flow of attention, internal, external, from this particular body, heart, mind to others. Moving between. external, internal and both. How does that show itself in your experience? What does it mean to you? In a moment when the bell rings, awareness in the body, receiving the sound, is it internal or external? Is there a line, a division? Taking your time once you've heard the bell Staying present as you open the eyes. Internal awareness, external awareness, and that movement between the two. So the practice continues as the form may change. So taking your time, no rush. So as we transition, it's always the opportunity at this point to say a, a few words about dana.
Dana practice. As you may have noticed in this meditation, the theme for today is this movement between internal and external. And Dana practice is another really beautiful uh, form to explore this. You know, dana giving. Yeah. And so, yeah, it can be really beautiful to, to feel that, you know, this session is offered to us, to all of us by Gaia House, by the teachers and facilitators guiding the sessions, uh, by the community that turns up. Yeah. If you've come to some of the weekday sessions, you may be aware they're getting quite small. <laughs> and so it becomes even more precious, you know, that people actually show up. Yeah. That makes it possible. And so we can see this kind of a you know, ah, there's a mutuality. You know, where is the line between the external and the internal? You know, the, the, what I receive and what I give. Yeah. Where is that line? And what happens when we kind of see all as a, a flow of mutuality you know, in the case of dana practice? So um, these sessions are freely offered yeah. um, to all of us. And there's the possibility and the invitation to... Um, to, to offer support, to offer support through showing up to the sessions and if you wish to also um, offer support financially both uh, to the Gaia House uh, service community and uh, to the teachers. In this case today it's myself. Um, but uh, we're very much all holding it together. And so... I'm just going to put the link, I see there's a question about Dana there, and I'll answer it in a minute. I'm just going to um, put the link to the, Dana, to the Gaia House Dana page uh, if you wish to offer support um, for, to Gaia House and for the teachings, then you can do it through there. Um, it's a question, I usually offer a lump Dana sporadically and not after each online session. Is that okay and distributed by the teachers? It's absolutely okay. I have no idea <laughs> what the finance team at Gaia House does with that, how they distribute it. So uh, you may want to put in the, in the note there kind of what sessions it covers and then they would divide it between the particular teachers that offered those sessions. That's what, that's what I would suggest. Otherwise I think they would just give it all to Gaia House or if you don't specify they would just assume it's for the last session. Um, so yeah, that would be that would be my suggestion. But it, it might make it easier for them if you can if you can specify, um, if you can remember. <laughs> and if not, it's all going to a good cause anyway. So um, so um, yeah, I'll also say that I'm I'm recording. Uh, this session and, and uh, I just realized that I have about three or four that I've reco recorded and haven't gone on Dharma Seed yet but hopefully uh, Nathan will generously <laughs> manage to get them all on Dharma Seed and hopefully also the sound is good enough um, for him to do that so if you enjoyed that meditation it should be on Dharma Seed hopefully within the next couple of days um, and you can you can use it again um, so I wanted to, to speak uh, more, or to explore more today, this theme of external and internal uh, aspects of our experience. And uh, this very much comes from, um, it's, it's a phrase in the Satipatthana Sutta, and I'll say a little bit about that Sutta in a minute, that kind of for me is a real, it's one of those really um, kind of mysterious phrases. You know, it feels like a real invitation for exploration. You know, what does that mean? And um, so the Satipatthana Sutta, usually translated as the Four Foundations of Mindfulness, um, there's a, an, another translation that I like more, <laughs> uh, which is um, the four ways of practicing mindfulness. So rather as foundations which kind of sound like um, kind of building blocks of something, ways of practicing, yeah? so kind of areas that we can bring mindfulness to and hone our mindfulness practice um, and through that our insight yeah the, the seeing that um, that wakes us up yeah that brings freedom 
And so uh, this sutta is really fundamental in the insight tradition. Um, and it's, it's, it's relatively long. It's very dense. There's <laughs> a lot there. Yeah, so if some of you are familiar with um, Joseph Goldstein, has got a, a book called Mindfulness, A Gradual Path to Awakening. That whole book, which is quite a thick book, is a commentary on this sutta. Um, and uh, and is, a, is a distillation of a series of talks that he gave over weeks and months. <laughs> anyway, a little bit of advertisement for that book. It's a good book. Um, so in this sutta, what I want to what I want to kind of focus on today, there's a refrain that's repeated thirteen times. Yeah, so there's like a phrase that's repeated thirteen times. Um, kind of the Buddha gives different uh, emphasis, different meditation instructions, and then there's this refrain. And in this refrain, there's a particular part which I'm going to uh, read now, uh, which I'd like to kind of explore a little bit uh, with you. So here's the here's the um, the refrain. In this way, in regard to the body, which is the first foundation or way, the feelings, um, feeling tone, vedana, the second, uh, the mind, the third, and dhammas, the th- the fourth. One abides, contemplating, and we'll stick to the body now, <laughs> contemplating the body internally. Or one abides contemplating the body externally. Or one abides contemplating the body both internally and externally. Yeah. And that's repeated with, uh, um, with the Vedana, with the mind and with the Dharmas. Yeah. And it's, yeah, for me this is really like, I don't know, it's a real invitation. <laughs> there is something like, huh? contemplating internally, externally, or both internally and externally. What's he talking about? What does this mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, as I said, this is a really fundamental um, practice instruction uh, for us in our tradition. So what does he mean? So... I'm going to use, uh, just like we did in the practice now, we used sounds, yeah. and maybe you now kind of are starting to realize why, <laughs> and body, um, but primarily sounds, because that external, internal can be clearer to us with, with sounds. Um, and, and I'm going to use them as the examples. And so, just like we did at the beginning of the practice, we, we kind of open awareness to sound, and it may seem that it's relatively obvious and simple to distinguish between external sounds and internal sounds. And I even kind of said it at some point, I made the distinction between sounds that are happening outside, from the environment, birds, cars, other humans or creatures, and then sounds that are happening internally, right? In the sounds the body is making. And so, um, it, it, it can be one way of looking at this instruction. Um, we can do the same thing with the body, right? We can distinguish in this, in this particular way, which is just one way. I really want to emphasize that. We can look um, at the body. We can be aware of the body. We can, in the language of the Buddha, contemplate the body internally. So the internal experience of the body, which is... Um, mostly how we practice, right? Listening to the breath or listening to the body sensations uh, that are are arising. And then there can be the question there, well, what does contemplating the body externally (laughs) mean? (laughs) If we're kind of clear about the internal, what's the external? How do we contemplate the body externally? Does this make sense so far? Yeah? Okay. And so, there can be different possibilities with this. There can be different possibilities with this. One is uh, something I like to do, and I did today, and if if you've practiced with me before, you may be aware that I do it a lot, which is to have a sense of the whole body awareness, 
and then expand the awareness a little bit further than the body. Yeah, this practice comes from uh, Tanisa Rubiku, for those of you who know him, and Rob uh, Bobea, you know, this kind of sense of, ah, there's actually, it's not limited to the seeming boundaries, the physical boundaries of the body, it's a little bit bigger. And then we have a sense, actually, that awareness is containing the body rather than the body is containing awareness. Does that make sense? And we can say this is one way that we can say we're contemplating the body externally. Yeah? We're not being limited just to the seemingly internal uh, phenomena. So that's one way to practice uh, or to look at yeah, this external. Um, we can also, what we did right at the end of the meditation, we can expand our awareness to other bodies. <laughs> So nowhere in the instructions, when the Buddha talks about contemplating the body, he doesn't necessarily say, contemplate your body. <laughs> contemplate body. Yeah? And so we can bring awareness to, to others, just like we did at the end of the meditation. Just the awareness, ah, there's other bodies. Yeah? There's other beings. Yeah? They might be very nearby. I might be hearing them in the next room or... It might be my dog or my cat in the room with me right now. <laughs> yeah. And they may be uh, further away, right? And I might just be contemplating them in my awareness like everyone else in the Dharma Hall. Yeah? I'm not necessarily seeing them yeah? or hearing them, but I can bring them into awareness or I can bring awareness out to them. And this is another thing here, the internal-external, yeah? which I love. <laughs> Yeah, we can play with this. There's two ways of looking. Neither of them is necessarily the absolute truth. Bringing things into awareness, yeah, into attention, or we're bringing awareness to things. Yeah, seemingly two movements. Does this make sense? Yeah, maybe you're starting to see either how crazy I am or <laughs> why this is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's just that all these, all these kind of movements of awareness and attention. And of course, this movement of awareness, of attention internally and externally is something that we do naturally. Yeah. Right now you're doing it, right? You're listening to me yeah. and the awareness goes out. And um, when we're kind of in daily interactions, the awareness... Uh, will go out to someone else and we'll take in, for example, their body language. Yeah. We'll take in um, their posture. Right? We'll take in their tone of voice, the speed at which they're speaking yeah. and they're listening. So we take all of that in. Our awareness naturally has that capacity yeah. to go out and to, and to go in or to move between these modalities and these ways of looking. Um, but it's really interesting to notice, both to bring intentionality to this, yeah, and to notice how it impacts you. Yeah? Notice how it impacts you. What happens, yeah, say you're having um, an argument with someone. <laughs> yeah. What happens if your focus is quite narrow, and it, and it might be just on what's being triggered in you, just internal, you're just noticing the reactivity, yeah? Just noticing the reactivity, yeah? It might be that it's external, but it's, it's just on the content, yeah, of what they're saying. It might be that it also takes in the body language, yeah? And we can start playing with it, yeah? And often what you might notice is that when you're, when you're, you're having a difficult interaction with someone, you're actually not taking them in, <laughs> at all. Yeah. There's actually a shutting down. It might even be in the body posture. Then it can be interesting to see, this is where the playing, yeah, this is where this becomes, um, I'm, I'm, I might be going quite fast with this, <laughs> it can become a practice that we do in life situations. Right? We notice this and we say, ah, this is the pattern of human beings. Yeah, the pattern might be just to focus on the reactivity. Inside, or it might be that I'm just noticing, just focusing on the content of what the other person is saying. Yeah. Or it might be, uh, but what can, what else can I do? Yeah. What else can I do? So I can. Really helpful. 
most of the time to expand what I'm taking in. Yeah. So I can take in the other person's body language, I can also open up awareness in my own body, yeah, and my own heart-mind. So that I can come into contact with more than just that reactivity. Yeah? And I'm not, this isn't something against <laughs> the reactivity, it's just to open up to what else, yeah, there's more going on. Yeah? There's more that I can connect to, there's more that I can rely on. And this can get really interesting because the more we can do that, yeah, the more we open the field yeah, and we'll have habits of what happens, you know, what we focus on. Um, you, know, you also see it in, in our relationships to others if we're somebody who gets really pulled into what the other needs <laughs> or we very much tend to be focused on what we need, right? And either of those in extreme isn't helpful. Yeah, we need to have that movement internal and external. Yeah, both. Yeah, that movement between the two. So we can bring sensitivity, awareness, and playfulness to this. Um, and it can be really interesting. Sometimes you might be in some dynamic with somebody. <laughs> you might notice, um, you know, your own body posture. Yeah. So the internal awareness, oh, my body's like this. And then you shift it, but you're staying in contact with the other. And sometimes you might notice that you change your body posture, maybe it becomes less defensive, yeah, or less aggressive, it can change the dynamic, yeah, because the other person is picking up on that, yeah, so their, their awareness also, even without intentionality, is, is moving between the two, um, or um, this is even more, uh, the tone of voice and the speed, yeah, so there may be some you notice an escalation in a conversation. Yeah, there's an escalation. You start to speak more slowly, yeah, and in a friendlier tone. And that might, none of these are kind of 100% always work tricks. And um, it might change the dynamic with the other person. It will certainly change your own. So that's, that's really important to see but we need to be open you know this capacity and, and this is one way of practicing with this this capacity to notice what's going on internally what's going on externally and what's the relationship yeah moving between the two yeah in the in the buddha's refrain it's noticing both external and, and internal um nathan and i've had many debates on this <laughs> and got to the conclusion that you know you can't you know we can't be aware of two things at the same time but our awareness moves very quickly you know, between the two having that movement you know, having that dialogue so when we can expand what we're aware you know, of you know, when, we're, when we can expand what we're aware of um, it gives us more handholds on experience you know. Uh, more sensitivity, more possibilities um, of response. Yeah? And so then the reactivity that arises um, doesn't necessarily um, call the shots. Yeah? It doesn't necessarily determine how the whole interaction is going to unfold. Because yeah? there will be reactivity, that's human, it will arise. Um, but we have more possibilities of response if we're kind of cultivating this sensitivity. What's happening in the body right now? What's happening in that body right now? Yeah, that awareness uh, to move uh, between the two. Um, and what sneaks in is that our uh, sense of self, the kind of quality of the sense of self changes. Right? This is really important. Yeah? The experience is no longer in that movement, internal and external. There's no longer such a limitation yeah, of I'm just feeling what's happening here because I'm also sensitive to what's happening there and to the dynamic. So the kind of definition of the selfhood <laughs> just changes, just shifts. Does that point make sense to people? Yeah? Because the, the experience stops being limited to just what's in here or to just the habits of attention, it, it naturally expands. 
and this uh, deepens insight. Yeah, I know. Mindfulness deepens insight. <laughs> that's that's what it's there for. Yeah, to deepen insight. Yeah, to deepen understanding, and to support our experience to shift into more well-being. Yeah? More well-being because when that sense of self is less limited and a more dynamic. Yeah. And if there's a sense of more agency, more possibilities of response, um, then there's more well-being. And so here, like, we're starting to get to, to where this external-internal becomes even more interesting. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you noticed this with the sounds, but can you really... <laughs> if you're listening to a sound that's external but you're doing it through body awareness that's really receptive. Is it external or internal? Yeah. Did you notice yeah, that you're listening to the sound, you're receiving the bird song, yeah. and then the knowing of it, where does that happen? The knowing of it is internal, right? Does that make sense to people? We can say as we kind of open our awareness to sound, to something that's seemingly external uh, to us, we're actually feeling it in here. And so here's another kind of dive <laughs> into the depth of understanding, right? That, you know, experience isn't chopped into you and me out there and in here, yeah? Because it's the same with another person, you know, when I'm looking, just looking at you right now, yeah, I'm feeling you, I'm experiencing <laughs> in here. I can't, ex I can't, <laughs> I'm not experiencing you somewhere out there, right? And I think these Zoom sessions really highlight that, you know, just these little, little frames on the screen. And yet, when someone's expression, yeah, lights up or kind of looks um, you know like deeply contemplative <laughs> I feel that right we, f we actually feel it as if we're feeling it yeah to, to, to a great degree the more sensitive we become to this yeah so we see these ripples yeah this movement external and internal yeah? brings another meaning to that external and internal both And again, this is something we can use, yeah? This is something we can use. Um, I think I may have already said this, but I don't know, in the Dharma Hall, but um, a few weeks ago, um, when we were in Israel, we went very early in the morning to um, a place where flocks of pelicans uh, rest on the migration. And we went really early in the morning so that we could see them uh, before they take off for the day. And it, it was, you know... We went actually twice. <laughs> the first time, we didn't quite find them, so we only saw some of them flying, which is incredible. Yeah, it's just incredible to see these incredibly large and quite clumsy. You know, they look quite clumsy when they're on the ground. <laughs> and, you know, that kind of, wow, that ma majesty, right, of them flying. Uh, and then a week later, we went again because we'd figured out where they were. <laughs> and, and, you know, we just saw hundreds of them um, and then taking off. And so, you know, is that, even now when I'm saying it, you're feeling it, some of you, I can see on your faces, right? So where are the pelicans? <laughs> you know, are they in Israel like three or four weeks ago? Yeah, are they there or are they here? And the beautiful thing about this, you know, for me, that, that memory, that image, like, in the last few weeks, every time I start feeling contracted <laughs> or down about something or whatever, I just bring to mind that image of these birds flying through the sky. My whole experience shifts. Yeah? And this is, you know, the other thing, internal, external, and both. Yeah? That movement between the two, we can do that. Now we can do that with our experience. We have this, you know, incredible <laughs> thing called the human heart, mind, body, <laughs> that can do these things. Yeah, it can do these things. And so, um, 
being mindful, yeah, this contemplating, yeah, phrase from the sutta, contemplating internally, externally, and both, uh, reminds us, yeah, reminds us to, um, to be aware, yeah, of what's unfolding, yeah, and sometimes it's helpful to have that distinction, yeah, to say, ah, this is in here, the reactivity, and that's what I'm being drawn to. That's out there, it's the other person, and I'm opening to their expression, to their body language, to their posture, to their tone of voice. Yeah. That's going to be a really helpful uh, distinction for us. Yeah. And we also open to that movement between the two. Yeah. I think for many of us, you know, one of the things we really want to crack <laughs> with Dharma practice is communication. Yeah. And this is one of the keys. If I can be aware of what's happening in my own body in an interaction. And at the same time, if I can also be aware uh, of what's happening for, for the other. Yeah. And if I can have that sensitivity and that fluidity of movement. Yeah. That is so supportive. So supportive because, as I said earlier, it allows us to uh, respond. It opens up the possibilities of response. So I notice, oh, my body's contracted right now, or I'm not making eye contact, you know, examples I've given. And I can soften, and I can bring compassion yeah, to, to this being right now. Right? I notice that. And I notice um, maybe with the other, yeah, that... Um, you know, they're getting agitated. And I can bring compassion to that. Or I can notice, this happened to me just last week, notice that there's something in the dynamic that's hurtling towards disaster right now. And I can just say to the other person, you know, ah, I, I just need to pause for a minute. Yeah? Because something's not working <laughs> right now. And I just need to pause and kind of regroup. Yeah. And that's, you know, we can say that. And, and, it, and it's helpful. So that, that capacity to move. Yeah. We can notice, you know, oh, I'm, that habit of um, really being tuned to the other and losing touch with what's going on for me, that's really at play right now. And so I need to come back to bring the awareness internally, to feel the body, to feel the heart, to feel the mind create balance. I can notice that and I can attend. And of course it's a learning process. It's not, uh, unfortunately, not a magic trick that we can just kind of click our fingers and make happen, but it's something we can practice yeah, and learn how to do. And so this is, you know, it's really useful. It's really practical and we can do this and we can also hold that or um, some of the time remember that this division of external, internal, just as we're experiencing in the dynamic, right, the dynamic is leading us to that, is not the absolute truth. <laughs> it's a way of seeing that supports us to function in the world. Yeah. But in the end, we kind of dive beyond this division of internal and external, because, you know, as we saw with sound, <laughs> you know, or with the pelicans, you know, where are these things? Can we ever say that's outside or inside? Yeah. Can I ever say that, you know, whatever's going on for the other person isn't also within me right now? Because I can feel it. Yeah. And therefore, yeah, it's here. So, um, I want to I want to close with some practice questions. This is a huge area, a, a deep and profound and beautiful area for us to practice. And uh, we can develop. You can develop your own practice questions around this if if you wish. Um, but I'm also going to offer a few. Um, and and actually, yeah, I I wrote practice questions, but it's actually only one. <laughs> it's not plural. Uh, it's a practice question, not questions. It just has a, has a few layers to it. Um, and basically, it's where is this experience happening? Yeah. Where is this experience happening? That's a wonderful <laughs> practice question to ask ourselves. Yeah. 
openly, yeah, open to, to ask ourselves openly. Um, is it, you know, where is, you know, where is, where is the sound? Which you probably won't hear now. Anyway, could you hear that? No, that's because my uh, background noise cancelling thing is on. <laughs> anyway, so you could hear it. Yeah, where is it happening? Is it happening here in this room where I am? Is it happening in the room where you are? Yeah. Is it happening in your awareness? Where is, where is an experience happening? Yeah. Internal? Is it internal? Is it external? Is it both? And what happens when we look this way? That's what we want to know. What's the impact? Yeah. What's the impact? Um, and what unfolds? So, I think those were my uh, reflections uh, today. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.